you have your Bibles with you tonight, turn to the book of Hebrews, if you would. The Lord had me there today reading early this morning, looking at what he'd have me bring for a message this evening. And and I know here as of late, we, we, we talk and, and, and we've been talking a lot about the love of God and what, what that means to us as, as Christian people, God-fearing people, those who love the Lord, those who put our trust and faith in him, those that know that... Uh, because we are Christians, we will have a tribulation. But because we are Christians, he will give us comfort in our time of need. So we're going to be in the 13th chapter of the book of Hebrews. And, and, and the title of the message is simply this, Pleasing God. Brother Chris, that's a thought he's put on my mind this evening. Uh, so we're going to begin reading in the first verse and probably read, I don't know, through the 9th or 10th. I don't know just where I stop. But if you would, I mean, if you're able to, uh, stand in reading uh, uh, the Scripture of God's Word, uh, if you're able to do that. If not, we understand that it's okay, and God does too, but uh, uh, we need to give God glory for, for, for His holy Word. Uh, in the first verse uh, of the 13th chapter of the book of Hebrews, the Apostle Paul writes this, Let brotherly love continue. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. For thereby some have entertained angels unawares. So remember them that are in bonds as bound with them, and them that suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. Marriage is honorable and all, and, and the bed undefiled. But whoremongers and adulterers God will judge. It says, let your conversation be without covenants, and be content with such things as you have. For he has said, I will never leave thee nor forsake thee. Said, so remember them which had the rule over you, who has spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. So be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart is established with grace, not with meats which have not profited them, which have been accompanied therein. We have an altar where they have no right to eat which serves the tabernacle, for the bodies of those breasts whose blood is brought into the sanctuary by them high priest for sin are burned without the camp. Wherefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered, suffered without the gate. So let us go forth, therefore, unto him without the camp, bearing his reproach. For here have we no continuing city, but we seek one to come. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his body, but to do good and to communicate, forget not. For with such sacrifices God is well pleased. Obey them that have rule over you, and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls, and they that must give account, that they may do it with joy and not with grief, for that is unprofitable for them. Father, thank you ever so much for your precious word. Lord, I pray we understand what this is all about here this evening. I pray that the world could could understand the terms of Christ and all that he means to us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing. Let brotherly love continue. 
you know, man could take them three words right there and, and, and probably preach a whole message if if a man wanted to. Uh, a man could cover a lot of avenues of what love does uh, for people and to people. Uh, you know, the old saying is, it's easier to catch flies with, with honey than it is with vinegar. Uh, well, that's the same true when love is concerned with that. It's easier to communicate and make friends with people and, and, and be companions with people if we love one another and still uh, make them our adversary. It's important that we do that because, you know, our world today, believe it or not, we forgot what love is about. You know, our, 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 we, we become loners, if you would. We don't, we don't get together like people used to or, and visit and, and, and go to church in, in great numbers. Our, our generation today, for some reason, are loners, so they don't know really the aspect of what God's love can do for you in your heart. Now, I know we all love a lot of people in our lives. We love our mom and dads and their brothers and sisters and, and our grandchildren and stuff, but I'm talking about just a little bit of different love, the one that, that really hits here at home with your heart. When you have a friend that's in need because of the love that you have for Christ, not for your friend, but for Christ, he'll send you to help your friend, knowing that if he can see God's love through you, you're doing just exactly what God would have you to do as one of his children. And that's all he would ask for his people. And there's so much work we could do for Christ and for God in heaven if we, if we would. But if we just show brotherly love. Lord, I'm telling you, that would take us a long way down the road, let me tell you. When you got that old thumb out there hitchhiking, I remember back in the days, Brother Ray, we used to do that a long time ago, and you didn't have to worry about getting shot or killed or anything. You just got a ride, amen? Where you going, Brother? Well, I'm going over here just over here next to Rutledge Pike. Well, hop in here. I'll give you a ride. If you do that nowadays, you'll all not come back home. That's just the way it is. If they don't key, they're going to dump you out summers. So the love is not there no more. And, you know, we brought that out on ourselves we did now it may not be ourselves personally but we as a generation it's what it's come to uh, how many here tonight would pick up a hitchhiker if we passed one night going home nobody my dad would never pass one up never because he wanted to help them. And, and Dad wasn't a, a God-fearing man that come to church all the time back in those early days, but he still thought enough of people to stop and give them a ride. Clarence, that's brotherly love. That's what it's all about, was seeing somebody would take the time to help somebody. Them days are gone. How do we get them back? How do we get them back? We, we preach about it all the time, and, and, we, and we talk to people, and we, and we go to conferences and go to revivals. Uh, and, and I'll just be honest with you, every church is just like this one. They're struggling today. They're struggling with, with brotherly love in their congregations. They're struggling with brotherly love in the community. Uh, where did all their old tent revivals go to? See, we've become a lost and dying generation, I guess, of people. The Apostle Paul writes right there, let brotherly love continue. If we just continue that, listen, we have taken a step, two steps this year, more than we've taken in years past, of making them baskets, making a, a blessing box. Listen, that's brotherly love. Believe it or not, that's got brotherly love written all over it because we, we're reaching out into a lost and dying world and showing people the love of the church and what God does in the love of the church and what God does to the people in the church. And that's maybe sometimes, Clarence, that's all they're looking for. They just might be looking for a little bitty glimpse of just something, knowing that somebody cares about them. Listen, everything ain't huckadory in people's lives anymore. 
There's always something going on. Our, 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 our lives has got so crammed with, golly, I don't know, technology or, or, or the world or, or busy. I just, we don't have time to stop and smell the roses. Start with, there ain't no roses to smell. They ain't, we ain't got nothing there to, to really stop and smell, so we keep right on going and at fast pace. And because we've become good at the fast-paced world, we just don't know how to stop. Can't stop and breathe no more. I wish it was to a point to where we could still stop and pick up hitchhikers like we used to. Because that's, you just never know. Especially, especially if you're a God-fearing man and you pick up somebody that's lost and undone and you start talking about Jesus. And one thing will lead to another and one thing will lead to another. And Carl, what happened? You'd be telling somebody about Jesus. And just, to t- just, just because of the heart of Jesus, the reason why you've seen them brake lights come on that vehicle because he told me to stop and help you. See, that's what God does for us as his children. Every one of us. And you don't have to be good at what we do. Listen, we, we all fall short of God's glory every day, and there ain't none of us any good, but we do our best most of the time, if not all the time. And God knows that. And if we can just show brotherly love, praise be unto God, we are making at least a, taking baby steps to please God. Right. And I'm okay with baby steps. I really am. Because... There's a lot of crippled people out there today that ain't walking a bit. So Paul wrote, let brotherly love continue. And he tells us, don't forget to entertain strangers. See, that's... We, we, I know there's songs being written of, of, of old bum walking into the, to a church house and, and, and the people of the church would ignore him and, and was looking at him like he was an outsider and didn't belong in that church, uh, not knowing who he was. Uh, but when it comes to the bottom line of it, uh, uh, he was a priest somewhere off and he was just doing that uh, trick or, or, or just to see what the church would do when he walked in there. And you know something, they did just exactly what he thought they would do. They asked him. They looked at him. They shamed him. And said, listen, if anybody was going to get shamed, Christ got shamed so many times when he would walk into the temple and they would look at him because they thought the first thing they looked when they seen Christ, they looked at him as a mocker, somebody that mocked God, somebody that was committing a, a sin, claiming to be the Son of God. They didn't understand and realize, but listen, they was, they was in the presence of glory. And if they'd only realized the glory that they were standing in when Christ come into their, to their midst, oh, it would have been a whole lot different. The old Bible would have been written a whole lot different than it is today. Let me tell you, them old people that tried to persecute and take Christ's life or, or to try to trick him and get caught in, in situations where they could demean him, it would be a little bit different story because they would know glory was in their midst. And they knew one day they would be looking upon that face one more time. And it wouldn't matter if you was a Pharisee or a scribe or whatever it was you was doing. One day you would see that man once again because he'd be sitting on the right hand of God. But see, they didn't understand that. Brotherly love wasn't part of their picture. In John, it talks about, in the 8th or ninth chapter, it talks about where, where Christ healed the blind man. And the scribes and the Pharisees was just... They were worried sick that if this, if this got out and it, it could swell up like a big sore and, and it could, when it get infected, it would just get grow, grow, grow. So they had to send people out and stop it because what Christ was becoming. And they did. They finally arrested him. But little did they know they were just following the plan of his father. They weren't doing anything that wouldn't 
on the, on the slate. Christ had already done read that book, and he already knew what was forthcoming. Paul tells us to entertain strangers because we don't know who they are. And it's one thing good about this church. When, it, when we have a visitor, we go back there and love on them and talk to them and, and make them try to feel at home and do the best we can do. Uh, and that's what Christ would have us to do. Yeah. Don't ever ignore nobody in a situation like that. Lend a hand out. Shake their hand. Let them know that we care. Right. He says, For therefore some has entertained angels unawares. So we just don't know who these people are. He says, Remember them that are in bonds has bound with them, church, so many of our people today, so many of our Christian people today, those who at one time in their life loved serving Christ, loved going to church and loved being part of something, loved going out and doing things for Christ. Do you understand the bonds that they are in today, what they're going through in their lives? Because listen, all you've got to do is open your eyes and you can see it. These people are bonded up so bad and they're, and they're dragons of chain of guilt they can't get free from them for the way they are doing. See, they got to where they is at because of God's love, Brother Clarence. Uh, he, he blessed them in a way that only he could bless them. But they're in bonds today in chains and they just don't know how to get turned loose from them. You know all they got to do is just ask the Lord's Father, forgive me. Forgive me. And he would. He says, because they suffer adversity as being yourselves also in the body. Marriage is honorable in all and the bed is undefiled. Me and my sweetie will be married 47 years pretty soon. Getting real close 47 years. I used to have socks that old. <laughs> she threw them away yesterday. She did. She said, I'm getting rid of these. I'm looking at them like, what? <laughs> you know, when God puts two people together, and when God does, we know it. You know, every marriage don't work out. I, mean, I understand that. Except, you know, my son, his, his ex-wife, it just wasn't meant to be. But, you know, there's somebody out there for you. And, 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 and like I always use you, Carla, and when her, when her sweetie passed along, that was her somebody. There wasn't nobody else out there except for VGM, and you knew that. See, they come along once in a lifetime. Junior, same way with you, Mama. He was your sweetie. There is a bond out there for you if you'll just look for it. That's why God tells us marriage is honorable and all. And that's every one of his creatures, those that love the Lord. If it's not happened yet, it will. Be patient. Because there's a day coming that uh, it's going to make a great memory for you, I assure you. He tells us, he says, so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do to me you know I think about fear as, as, as Carolyn was talking about and for our Bible school theme uh, we look at fear like being afraid of something uh, you know the, if we reverence if we don't reverence God it means we're not feared him no more and not to be afraid of him but to give him respect and honorability for, for what he means to us in our life we don't do that no more maybe that's why we're in the shape we're in today I don't know 
Uh, I know when I, I still remember seeing hearing Mamaw back uh, uh, make that comment. Uh, you better watch what you're doing. Uh, Lord, uh, God gets you for that right there. He'll strike you down. I'm sitting there thinking, uh-oh. <laughs> Listen, and for me, God, Dad was my God. Amen. Since I know what Dad had for breakfast. You don't have to tell me what kind of God he was. Uh, he would hit you with a backhand, and he'd make you understand who to have fear in. See, so we don't get raised like that no more. You know, uh, I, you know, if we could all look back, we'd all wish somebody would come back with us, but I don't know if they could make it in today's society. I really don't. I don't see Dad I really, I, and Mom. I, I, just, I just don't know how they would function these days because things have changed so much. He says, Remember them which have rule over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follows considering the end of the conversation. Conversation right here meaning conduct. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And tomorrow and in generations to come, he'll be the same. He ain't never going to be no different. Uh, he, that's one good thing about God. He changed, he's never changing. He's as true as he's always been to mankind. And he'll always be that way until the day he comes back and takes us home. He'll always be the same in the eyes of, in the eyes of his people. He says, but be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines. You know, we've talked about that from time to time, how some people get carried away with their own doctrines. I, I, I know pastors, and I ain't going to say the churches, but I can tell you two or three churches right now that, that stand on their own doctrines. Now, grant you, they, they preach from the Bible, but they have their own way of presenting it, I guess. And I don't know if that's good or bad. I know Scripture tells me don't follow nobody's doctrine, but but this one, if we, as long as we follow this doctrine, we're never going to get off path. We may get mixed up somewhere, and we may lose our way for a day or two, but as long as you stay with this word right here, this doctrine right here, it'll get you through the hard times of your life. Uh, it won't break promises to you. It won't keep. It'll be there in your times of need. It'll be there when days are good. He'll be there when you're sick. He'll be there when you're happy. He'll be there when you're sad. This doctrine will always be there for you. And if you can't read, all you got to do is pray. And that's all you got to do. He provides a way for his people, Brother Clarence. And he says, Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. Praise be unto God. It's a good thing that grace is abundant in the life of those who love the Lord. Unlimited, you may say. It's always to draw from. When, whenever you need to draw from the well of grace, all you got to do is take your bucket and dip. Grace is always there for each and every one of God's people. Not with meats, which have not profited them that have been occupied wherein, but we have an altar thereof, but there are no rat to eat which serve the tabernacle. I read that verse right there, and we have an altar, and we do have an altar. You know, that's something that God's people don't use as much as they need to anymore. And, and I hate that. I, I really do. Because uh, uh, I know everybody's heart is just not always good all the time. You've got to be something burdening you down. That's why this altar is for. We need to be using this altar. There's nothing to be shameful about it. I mean, I mean really, uh, man built this, but God's blessed it. There's nothing wrong with it. You don't have to. You don't have to be accountable of anything. You don't have to uh, meet any requirements to be able to use this altar. All you got to do is just believe. It's all you got to do. And it ain't shameful to dump a load off your off of your heart. Listen, that's what it's there for. 
Yeah, listen, if God can't carry your burdens, who's going to carry them for you? Because I'll tell you right now, if you try to carry your own burdens, you'll be in a mighty sad state when you do that. It talks about here a couple of times about how man would be over you. I can remember back when, praise God, this don't happen now, but when I worked all the time and you had bosses that sometimes all the time wasn't good. And you had to put up with the things that, that they do to you and that you don't like sometimes. And it makes it hard for you. You know, it's bad enough that you're having to work uh, to provide, but it makes it even harder when, when man, the people that's looking over you, makes it hard on you. Listen, I can assure you one thing. God will never do that to you. God will never put you in a bind. He'll never put you in a place where he's not there to help you. He's there for you always to, to draw from. And yes, some of our jobs sometimes do suck, and we don't like it, but you're there for a reason. He's providing for a reason. And one day there'll be a better day. I, you know, when I was a boss uh, with Blaine and, 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 and my guys, when we'd come sit together in the office all the time, I always thought I'd, I'd want to treat them how I always want to get treated when I had my tools on. And if I did that, that, that could, that could, that's the best way I could do. And I did that with all my heart. And, and, and the day they retired, that's... That's when I made plans to get out of it myself because I just couldn't make it without them. They just wasn't going to be the same. But we loved each other, and we cared about them. And I didn't like the idea of man being over nobody. See, God's over us and not man. It ain't never going to happen. In the 18th verse of this chapter, and I'll close, it says, pray for us. Pray for us. For we trust we have a good conscience in all things, willing to live honestly. In other words, to do what God would have us to do. Life's hard enough, but that's why God's there for us. To provide the things that we need in our life. Sometimes it may just be a phone call or a card or whatever, but he's always there. Church... The first verse and the last verse, I'm going to read one more time because I'm just telling you they just fall together too much. Let brotherly love continue because if you pray for us, for we trust we have a good conscience in all things willing to live honestly. In other words, to do what God have us to do as his children. If we're doing that, praise be in God, you have no conscience to worry about in your life because you're doing what God would have you to do. And if that's the best we can do, I think we're making a good report. Stay the course. Fight the good fight. And maybe when we all get to heaven, he'll all look at us and say, well done, my child. Because if he does that, you're going to be in a good line, I promise you. That's the message this evening. Pleasing God, that's all we should be concerned about. And the rest will fall in place if we do that, I assure you. 100%, without a doubt, if we're pleasing God, the rest of it will fall in place.